Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Shlomo Perlstein. Meseches Yevamis has been dedicated in honor of Rabbi Aaron Kaufman, Rosh Yeshivas Ateres Shmuel of Waterbury. On the bottom of Daf Salikayimud Beis, the Gemara brought a Machlikis Rav and Shmuel, whether a Yevama is like an Eishesish. According to Rav, a Yevama is like an Eishesish, and according to Shmuel, a Yevama is not like an Eishesish. And the Gemara has several Mahalchim to explain what is that Machlikis about. On the top of Tadikov Maralif, the Gemara suggests that Rav and Shmuel are arguing in Rahamnuna's din. Rahamnuna holds that a Shemeris Yobam, Shizinsa, is usher to do Yibam with her Yavam. She becomes like an Eshesish Shizinsa, and she's usher to her Yavam as an Eshesish Shizinsa is usher to her husband. According to the Smahalach and the Gemara, according to Rav, Shemeres Yavim Shezinsa is also to her Yavim like Rav Amnuna, and Shmuel holds she's not like an Eishesis, and therefore she's mutter to her Yavim. The Gemara afterwards suggests a different explanation in the Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel. According to Rav, Yavama is like an Eishesish, and if a man marries her, the Kedushan are not Teufus, just like Kedushan are not Teufus and an Eishesish. And according to Shmuel, Yavama is not like an Eishesish, and therefore if a man who's a czar marries her, the Kedushan are Taifsim. Now the Karen is Mechiach from our Gemara, that the Gemara splits Rav Hamnuna and Tfisus Kedushan into two different Terutzim. It's Mochach that whether there's Tfisus Kedushan by Yevam Lashok or whether Yevam Lashok Shezinsa is Nesra Liyavam are two different Halachis and they're not totally one and the other. By the fact that the Gemara says two separate Terutzim, whether Rav and Shmuel are arguing and Rav Hamnuna's halacha, or Rav and Shmuel are arguing whether there's Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam and Lashuk, it's apparent that one has nothing to do with the other. It's possible that Shemer Siyavam Shedinsa should be mutterly Yivama even if there's no Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashuk. And just the opposite is also true, that Shemer Siyavam Shedinsa can be Osirli Yivama even if there is Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashuk. As we see that from the fact that the Gemara splits these two ideas into two separate Terutzim. However, the Karen Oira quotes a Shilta Gibayrim in our Perik that says that since we hold that whether Kedushan Artesan by Yevam Lashuk is a Suffolk, therefore a child that comes out of Yevam Lashuk is a Suffolk Mamzer, and therefore Shemeris Yavam Shazinsa is definitely going to be Usr to her Yavam, at least Misafik. According to Rav, that there is no Tfisus Kedushin by Yevam Lashuk, she's Asr Bevados. According to Shmuel, that it's a Suffolk, so Yevam Shazinsa is at least Asr Misafik. The Shilta Gibarim does learn these two halachis of Tfisus Kedushin by Yevam Lashuk and Isr, the Yevama, if she was Mazana, are really interdependent. L'chayr and Arasugi, it's Mavur, not like that, as the Karanayra asks. Now, even if there is a kasha on the Shilta Gibayim from our sugya that we see these are two separate halachas. And if we pass in, there is no Tfisus Kedushin that doesn't necessarily follow that Yivama Shazinsa is Asr Yavama, or vice versa. That if we pass in Yivama Shazinsa Asr Yavama doesn't necessarily mean that there is no Tfisus Kedushin, as the Karanaira asks. It's still possible to say that there is interdependence between these two halachas, at least in one direction. It's possible to say that the whole halacha of Rabbi Hamnuna, that Yivam Shazinsa is also Yivam, is only based on the fact that there is no Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashuk. It's possible Rabbi Hamnuna understands if there's no Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashuk, 
because she's like an Ashish Ish, so therefore Yavama Shizinsa will be also Yavama. It could be Rav Muna understands if there is Tfisa's collusion to Yavama Lashok, there definitely won't be the halacha of Yavama Shizinsa Asura Yavama. And the Gemara could still split it into two Tarutsim. It could be the Gemara said Rav and Shmuel both understand that there's no Tfisa's collusion to Yavama Lashok, and they're just arguing if Rav Hamnuna's halacha, which is a second Madrega, that even Yavama Shizinsa is also Yavama, if that is true Lahalacha. But everybody can theoretically hold that there's no Tfisa's collusion by Yavama Lashok. And then the Gemara says, it could be Rav and Shmuel argue in that gufa whether there is Tfisa's collusion to Yavama Lashok. And it will logically follow that, according to Shmuel, that there's Tfisa's collusion to Yavama Lashok, he definitely cannot hold over Hamamnunah's halacha. It's not Mokach in the Gemara, the way the Karanayur explains, that the two halachas are totally independent. It's possible one halacha is dependent on the other. What's clear from the sugi is that, that both halachas cannot be totally interdependent, that one is based on the other. Because if that were the case, the Gemara should make it all into one teretz. But still, the Karanayur's kasha on the Shiltaki Bayrim is valid. If the halacha were as the Shiltaki Bayrim understands, that since we have a suffix, whether there's Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashuk, therefore we have to pass in Rav Hamnuna also, at least Misafik, it's Mochach that the Shaltikibarim understood that if we pass in like Ra, we have to pass in like Rav Hamnuna. And that Lachayra is not like our Sugya. Unless we were to say the interdependence of the halacha is going in one direction the other way, that Rav Hamnuna holds for mercy of Mishazin says also Yivam. That's the first step. Only afterwards does Rav hold that because of that, there's no Tfisus Kedushin to Yivam Lashok. And Shmuel holds, it's possible that although we hold like Rav Amnuna, the Shemeris Yavam Shizin says, Osir Levailo, still, there is Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashok. L'chayr, that's very not mistaber to say that Rav Amnuna is the base for Rav's halacha, that there's no Tfisus Kedushin by Yivam Lashok. Therefore, even if we will say there is interdependence between the halacha of Tfisus Kedushin to Yivam Lashuk and Rav Hamnunas Din, that's only going to go in the direction that Rav Hamnunas is based on Rav. But to say that if someone passes like Rav necessarily follows that we pass him like Rav Hamnuna, that Lachaira is against our sugya, as the Karanaya points out. Now, Rabbi really asks on the whole halacha of Rav Hamnuna that Shemer Siyavim Shizin says, Osir Labayla, how could Rav Hamnuna learn such a halacha from the halacha of Eshazish? By Eshazish, there's Afar Asnadarim. By Yishas Ish, her kravim have it in erva. By Yishemeres Yavam, kravas kukasa is only midrabbanan. There's no afaras nadarim by Yishemeres Yavam. Why does Rav Hamnuna decide to compare the halacha of Saita to Yavam Lashuk, whereas by other halachas, by afaras nadarim or by kravis, we don't say that. Even according to Rabbi Akiva, that there's a mamzer from Yavam Lashuk, there's still no afaras nadarim. Rabbi asks further, According to Rabbeinu Tam, that a Shemeris Yavam eats betruma medir through the Yavam, who's a Kayin, you see that there is a halacha of Ishus Minatayra. Why is that any different than Kroivais or Afaras Nadar? And Roshach and Aviezri, in the beginning of Hilchas Yibam Chalitza, writes that by every Kedushan there are two halachas. There is the Kenyan the man has in his wife, and then there is the Ishus that the man has with his wife. Rav Shach understands that by Yuvam Lashuk, the Torah was makna, the Kenyan of Ishus, to the Yavam. What's missing until they do Yibum is the Ishus. That cannot come about until there's an actual Yibum. Therefore, the halacha of 
arayus of kroivois, that's only based on ishus. That's not based on the kinyan of a man and his wife. The halacha of hafaris and darim is also based on ishus. Those don't come about until ibum actually takes place. However, the halacha of being machel betrumor of shach explains is based on the kinyan a man has and his wife. That happens already by the nefila liibum. Therefore, it's mutter for the yavam to be machel betrumor to the yavamma at least midiraisa. Likewise, the halacha of non-tfisis kedushin by Yavam Lashuk according to Rav, is based on the fact that she's already knuya to her Yavam. Therefore, no one else can mekadish her. The same way, Rav Hamununa understands that the Isser of Saita applies to Yavam Lashuk as well. The Isser of Saita, according to Rav Hamununa, is based on the Kenyan the man has in his wife. So therefore, by Yavam Lashuk, the Yavam has a Kenyan in the Yavama, which allows for the halacha of Saita to apply. However, we hold that the din of Saita is based on the Ishus, and therefore, we do not paskin like Rav Hamnuna. So according to this Mahalach and the Avi Ezra, we can answer Rav Hanan's kasha. Rav Hanan asked, how does Rav Hamnuna learn the halacha of Shemir Siyavim Shazinsa from Eishas Ish? Eishas Ish is clearly much more chomer than Shemir Siyavim. According to Rav Shach's Mahalach, in understanding Rav Hamnuna, it's because the comparison between Eishas Ish and Yavam Lashuk is when the halachas are based on the kinyan of a man and his wife, that we do compare to Shemeres Yavam. Mashenke, when it has to do with the Ishus, there's no Ishus between the Shemeres Yavam and the Yavam until Yibum occurs. Therefore, those halachas, such as Afaris Nadarim and Kroivois, those halachas are not Medirisa by Shemeres Yavam. And Rebbe really asked, according to Rav Hamnuna, is there a Lav Gomer? Is it a real love of Saita to the Yavam the same way a Saita is Asr Labayla? Or do we say that a Shemer Yavam Mishazinsa, although it's Asr to the Yavam, like Eishasish, it doesn't have the same Chaymer, it's not Mamish a real love. Just as we find that Yavam Ulashuk is a lesser Isser than Eishasish, it's only a love, it's not a Chayve Krisus. The same way the Isser of Saita to a Yavam will be less of an Isser. It's not going to be Mamish Alav, it'll be just an Isser Greida. Afkamina in this Shaila is, is she Potter from Chalitza also? A Shemeres Yavam Shizinsa. She definitely can't be Mesyabim, according to Rav Amnon. She's Asr to the Yavam. Rav Chodim declares, is she Ayla Chalitza? Or do we say that she's Tomei, like a Saita Lebailo? And therefore, even Chalitza is not incumbent upon her, as she has a Din of a Saita. If we say it's not Mamish Din Saita, it's just an Isser Greida, but it's not Mamish Alav, it could be she would be Chayv and Chalitza. Now, Rabbi Chanan is not Paisha to Shaila. It could be according to the Aviyazir that we explained, she's Mamish Saita, just like a Saita is Asr Lubaila by Eishas Ish because of the Kenyan that he has in her, according to Rabbi The same way a Yavam is Asr to take a Shemeres Yavam Shazinsa because of the Kenyan that he has in her. Rabbi Shach does make a real comparison between Eishas Ish and Yavam Malashuk when it has to do with Nyone Kinyan that a man has in his wife. Just as we find that he's Machal her Betruma, Midiraisa. He's considered as if he was Kaina her, Midiraisa to Mater Achilas Truma, which is a Chiv Misibideshamayim, if it's like it then. Lachayr, according to Rav Shach, there's room to say that it's Mamish Adin Saita, and therefore should be Asr to the Yavam entirely like a Lav of Saita to an Ashish, and therefore she might not even be Ayla Chalitza, however, this halacha still needs birur.
The Mishnah further on the Yomad writes that if a Yavama fell to a Yavam who's nine years old, Allah is a boy who's nine years old in a day, if he makes a bia, it's considered a bia. The Mishnah says if a Yavam is nine years old and he made a bia on the Yavama, that's considered a bia to passel her to the rest of the brothers. If there are any other brothers who are Yavamin, they're forbidden to make even with her. However, the Mishnah writes that 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 a brother who's nine years old can passel for the other brothers, that's only batchila. That's only before any other brother actually did any maisa with the Yavama. That's before any brother did maimer or gave a get or did chalitza. But if a brother who was a gadol already, let's say, gave maimer to the Yavama, a bia of the cotton will not take effect to asser the Yavama to the Yavama that did maimer. However, the Mishnah writes that that we said that the ben teisha shanim can only passel to the other brothers, but chila, before any other brother did a maisa of maimor, get or chalitza, regarding the other brothers who are gedailim, there's a different halacha. If the ben teisha shanim made a be on the yavama that we said starts a process of a kenyan, and then another brother who's a godel came along and gave maimor or a get or chalitza, he can passel the yavama to the nine-year-old brother that did a bia. The Gemara asks, it's Mefurisha, Braisa, that if a Bentesha Shanam Vim Echod was Ba on the Yavama, even after she got Maimer from an older Yavam, he passes her to do Yibam with the Yavam that did Maimer. So you see that a nine-year-old doesn't just passel with Chilo, he passels B'Soif also, not like what it says in the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Anachanami, there's a Chesuri Mechser in the Mishnah, and the Halacha is like this. If the Yavam who's nine years old did Maimer, then he passes the Yavama to the other brothers only if he did Maimer B'Tchila, before any other brother did anything. However, if the nine-year-old did Bia, he passes the Yavama to the other brothers even B'Saif, even after one of the older brothers did Maimer. However, the older brothers who are G'daylem, they passel her to the brother who's nine years old who did Maimer or even a Bia, even B'Saif, even after he did the Maimer and Bia. Now the Gemara asks Akasha, is it possible that a Yavam who's nine years old can do a Maimer to pass the Yavama on the other brothers, which we said before he can if it's Batchila? There's a Braisa that says that a Yavam who's nine years old can only pass the Yavama to the other brothers in one way, that's if he did Bia, and the brothers can pass the Yavama onto him in four ways, either through Bia or Maimer or Getra Chalitza. It's master from that Braisa that a Yavam, who's nine years old, cannot do Maimer and the Yavama Ta'asir to the brothers. So the Gemara answers, the Bryce is just mentioning ways that one can passel on the brothers, B'tchila or B'saif, before somebody did Maimer or even after somebody did Maimer. So therefore, the Bryce just says that a Kotan, who's nine years old, can do Bia, because Bia works to passel the Yavama to the brothers even after somebody did Maimer before that. But the brothers can passel the Yavam who's nine years old, who did Maimur or Bia on the Yavama first, even afterwards, because their Maisim are stronger. So far we know in the Gemara that a cotton ben shanim can do Bia, B'tchilo or B'saif. And even if he does Bia, B'saif, he can passel the Yavama on the other Achen, even if they did Maimur already. And Maimur we know that he can do B'tchilo. The Gemara says, there's a Machlekes, Shmuel and Rev Tachlifa, if a cotton can actually give a get also to passel her on the other brothers, or is it just a halacha and maimer? According to Shmuel, not only can he do maimer, he can also give a get, yabmin, 
to passel her on the other brothers. According to Rav Tachlifa, Baravimai, he could only do Maimer. Now there's a Bryce afterwards that the Gemara brings. The Rameir holds a cotton mentesha shonen can give a get, and he could do Maimer. The Gemara right afterwards asks, Rameir holds a cotton can give a get. There's a Bryce that says that the Tanakhama holds that Bia is the only thing that works by a cotton. It has a din of a Maimer by a Godel that can passel on the other brothers. And Rameir holds that not only can he do Bio, he can also do chalitza, and his chalitza is like a get by a godel. It's mashma that a cotton can't give a get. The Gemara answer is no, of course a cotton can give a get, but his get is not as strong as the get of a godel, whereas his chalitza is as strong as a get of a godel. Al Kopanum, we have a brisa that says that Chachamim hold the only thing a cotton bentesha shanim can do is bia, and Remeir holds he can also do chalitza and get, and for sure he can do bia and maimer. That's the sugya, the Kitzer Nimrits. Now there are two basic mahalchim how to explain the Gemara that we just read. The first mahalach is Shitas HaTaisvis. The Remeir holds, as we said, a cotton bentesha shanim can do bia and maimer, chalitza and give a get. And not only, according to Remeir, can he give chalitza, since the Brisa says that his chalitza is like the get of a godol, he can Passel on the brothers, even besaif, even after another brother did mimer. Just like if a godel gave a get after another brother did mimer, he passels the avama onto the brother that did the mimer. Now, according to that, earlier when the Gemara quoted a brisa that the only thing that a cotton bentesha shanim can do to passel the avama after another brother did mimer, what the Gemara refers to as besaif, the brisa says the only thing he can do is bia. That price has to be going according to the Chachamim. Because according to the way Tosis explains Remeir, even Chalitza of a Benteshashanim works besaif to pass the Yavama on the other Achen. Even if they did Maimer, as the Brisa says, that according to Remeir, Chalitza's Benteshashanim has a din of a get begodel, which can also pass besaif. Not like the Brisa we mentioned, and therefore that Brisa has to go according to the Chachamim and not Remeir. And if we take that a step further, also our Mishnah that says, according to the way the Gemara explained it, that Bia passels bein betchilo bein besoyif, and Maimer only passels betchilo, that's going according to the Chachamim. Because according to Rav Meir, we said that Chalitza also can passel bein betchilo bein besoyif, like the get of a Godel. Then it comes out that according to the Chachamim, who the Mishnah is going like them, hold that Bia passels bein betchilo bein besoyif. Maimer Passels only betchila, not besayif. Get and chalitza, a cotton bentesha shalom doesn't have it all to passel the ivama to the brothers. As we saw in the brayso, that only remeir holds chalitza of a bentesha shalom works and not according to the chachamim. And if chalitza doesn't work, kolsh can a get won't work because a get only works mitam chalitza. As it's mavor and perikum and therefore according to the chachamim, she has neither chalitza nor get. To summarize, according to Taisus, Shitas HaChachomim is that the Mishnah and the Brises that the Gemara attaches to the Mishnah. To explain the Mishnah, that Bia of a Ben Teshashonim passels Ben Betchilo Ben Besoif, Maimer of a Ben Teshashonim passels only Betchilo and not Besoif, and Getin Chalitza, a cotton Ben Teshashonim does not have at all. That's the Shita of the Chachomim according to Taisus, and the Shita of Remeir is both Bia and chalitza of a cotton mentesha shonim passels bein betchila bein besayif, and maimer and a get of a mentesha shonim 
passel at least b'tchila, although it doesn't passel b'seif. The Gemara just says a limitation on a get for bentesha shanum, according to Remeir, that it doesn't have the din of a get of a godol, that according to the sheet that holds en get achar get, if a godol give a get after a cotton's get, it is chal, and according to the sheet that holds yesh get achar get, a cotton's get after a godol's get, is not chal. But regarding to passel the Yavama and the other brothers, a get of a cotton is chal according to Remeir. Now the Karenayra asks Akasha on this mahalach. The Gemara brought a b'raisa that a bente shashanam v'yeim echod passels on the other brothers in one way, and the brothers passel on the cotton that did a bian yavama in four ways. He passels on them with bia. If he did a bia, he passels the yavama to the other brothers, and the other brothers passel the bente shashanim to be with the yavama through doing a maimer or through doing bia or through doing a get or through doing chalitza. So the Gemara wanted to bring a raya that a cotton doesn't have maimer. The Gemara answered, he has maimer, but that's only betchila. The Bryce is talking about something that's betchila and besoif. Now the Karanera says, according to the way Tesis understands this Bryce, which is going according to the Chachamim, that hold that a bentei shanam has biyu betchila vasoif, and he has maimer only betchila, and he doesn't have get and chalitza at all to pass along the other brothers. So there's a a big doichek in the b'raisa here. We're saying in Koton, ben Shonim has one thing, Bia, and not the other three, Maimer, Get, and Chalitza. And when the other three, there's no consistency. We're saying Maimer, he does have Betchila, and not Pesayif, and Get, and Chalitza, he doesn't have it all. It's dochok to say that when the b'raisa says he has one, and he doesn't have three, there's a split in those three themselves. Also, the Karanayra asks, after the Gemara brings the b'raisa that we just mentioned, and explains that he has bia bein betchila bein besayif to passel, and maimer is only betchila not besayif. The Gemara says itmar nami omer of Yehuda omer Shmuel. Or Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, yesh get that a cotton has a get also. So you see, he doesn't just have bia. Now, according to the way Taisus explained the brisa and the mission that it's going according to the chachamim, the chachamim hold that a cotton doesn't have a get. Chachamim hold that he just has bia betchilo v'saif, and he has maimer only betchilo. Why is the Gemara mashma that when Shmuel says yeshle get, it's going on the brisa that we just read, and the brisa we just read is going according to the chachamim? According to the chachamim, there's no get. You must understand then that the brisa we just read is going according to Reb Meir, which according to Taisus can't work because the brisa is saying that maimer only works betchilo in the brisa, and according to Reb Meir. Not only does he have Maimur, he has Chalitza, and Chalitza even works Pesayif. Therefore, the Karanayar learns the Machlekes or Meir and the Chachamim differently. The Karanayar wants to explain that our Mishnah is going according to Reb Meir. And the Brises that the Gemara brings to explain the Mishnah are going according to Reb Meir. And Shittas Reb Meir is not the way Taisus explained that he holds Chalitza works even Lipsayif. That the Gemara said, according to Reb Meir, also Chalitza's Bentesha Shonim Keget Begodol, doesn't mean that it has all the properties of a get begodol, that it can work even lipsaif. Remeyer holds it works only batchila. That that he says, it's keget begodol, the lotion of the Bryce is trying to teach us what the Gemara says at the end of the sugya, that a get of a cotton has a weaker kayach than the get of a godol in regards to the halach of enget lachar get or yeshget lachar get, as the Gemara explains at the bottom of the Yomud. But of course, Remeyer does not hold that chalitza helps besaif the way Taisus explained. Therefore, the shittas of the Chacham and Remeir are like this. The Chacham hold that the only thing a cotton has is bia, nothing else. And that's the lesson of the Brisa that the Gemara brought. Also, bia spentesha kamaimer begodol. 
the bia of a bentesha works according to the chachamim like maimer by a godel. But that's all he has to passel the Yavama and the other brothers according to the chachamim. Remeir holds that a bentesha shanim has bia, maimer, get, and chalitza, all four. The only thing is, as the Gemara explained the Mishnah, Bia passels bein betchila bein besayif. Maimer, get, and chalitza only work betchila not besayif, and therefore the Bryson that says that a bentesha shalom has only one way to passel on the brothers, namely Bia, and that the Gemara explains is bein betchila bein besayif, but Maimer works only betchila and not besayif, even by a bentesha shanim, it doesn't mean Maimer exclusively, rather it means Maimer get and chalitza, because that's Shittas Reb Meir, that Maimer get and chalitza work betchila and not besayif, whereas Bia works bein betchila bein besayif. And the Brysa is going according to Reb Meir. And therefore, Shmuel says on that Brysa, Yesh get, that a cotton mentesha shanim has a get, and Shmuel says that to explain the aforementioned Brysa, because that Brysa is going according to Reb Meir and not according to the Chachamim. The Kitzer, the Machlaikis, according to the Karen Oira, between the Chachamim and Rameir, is that the Chachamim hold the only thing a cotton mentesha shanim has to passel on the other brothers is Bia, Maimer, and definitely Get and Chalitza do not work for a cotton mentesha shanim to passel the Yavama on the other brothers. Shitas Rameir is that Bia works Bein Betchilu, Bein Besoif, as the Gemara explained our Mishnah. Maimer, Get, and Chalitza work only betchila and not besoif, and that's why the Braisa only mentioned bia as the derech echod, the one way that the bentesha shanim passes on the other brothers, and not maimer get and chalitza, because they only work betchila, not besoif, and there is no difference between maimer get and chalitza, they all have the same din, that they work only betchila, not besoif, and therefore it makes sense when Rebudah Marshmuel said, Yeshle get. That a mentesha shanim can give a get to passel the avama on the brothers, which is she says from Meir, that he said that on the brisa of mentesha shanim v'yoyim echod is paisel b'davar echod, which the Karen explains is going according to Meir, and not the chachamim. The chachamim hold that Meimer doesn't help for a mentesha shanim, while Meir does hold that as long as it's betchila and not besayif, Meimer get and chalitza all have the same din that they can passel the avama on the other brothers. Now. We see the halacha and the Mishnah and several of the brises that we mentioned that a bentesha shanim v'yoyim echad who's a yavam made a bia on a yavama he can passel her on the other brothers. The brises says that asu bias bentesha k'maimer begodol his bia has been of maimer. It's mashma that it's not mamish miyabem he's not mamish kainaher. He has a derabanan dikadin that his bia has the kainach of a maimer. It's like a maimer is only a dindra banon by a godel. Same way, a bia of a cotton is not kainer medirayso. It's only medira banon. However, that's bechal not pashut. The Gemara in Kedushin Daf Yutesa Aleph brings a brisa. The pasuk says, "Ish asher yinaf es aishes ish." That if a man is mizana with an aishes ish, he's chayiv me. So the Gemara darshins drasha aishes ish. Prat le'eshes koton. That if she's the wife of a koton, there is no chi of misa. The Gemara asks, what's the case that a koton has a wife? So the Gemara says, it's talking about a yobam ben teisha shanam v'yemechod, a yobam who's nine years old, that he made a bia. Midiraisa, she's roy to him. And his bia is a bia. So you might think, 
if somebody is mizana with her, he'll be chayiv for being well and nacious ish, kamashal on the pasuk that he's not chayiv. And Rashi explains, when the Gemara says, Midiraisa, she's roy to him, since she's zokuk to him, he's kainer her with the bia, and he actually yarshins her. That's how Rashi understands the Mishnah in Nidadef Memhei, Bentesha Shanam Vyoim Echod Shibal Yavemtoi, a nine year old Yovam that made a bia on Zivama Kno, he's kainer her. Rashi learns that the Kenyan that a Bentesha Shanam Vyoim Echod has in the Yavama after he makes a bia is Midiraisa. The Pasuk is a mayit from the Einish of Eshesish. But according to Rashi, the Kenyan is definitely a Kenyan Midiraisa. Tysus, however, argues on Rashi. He learns the Kenyan that a Yavam ben Shanam has when he makes a Biyan and his Yavam is only Midrabanan. And it's Mashman our Sugya that Asu Biyas ben Shanim Kemaimer Begodol. It's only like Maimer. It's not a Kenyan Midiraisa. Now, Lechayr, Tysus has a Raya from the Loshan of the Braisa that it's only Midrabanan. The Korban Asanol over here answers that it's not really a raya against Rashi. It could be when the Brisa says, also, B.S. Mantesha, Kamaimer Begodol, it means it's like Maimer that if a, another man was Mazana with her, he's not Chayiv Misa. But the Kenyan is Medir Raisa. Now the Ramban over here brings a Rashi by us on Omid Beis, Dibra Maschal Harei, the Rashi over there says, by Yuvama, since she's Zakuk to this Bentesha Shanim, Vyayim Echod, Shavua Rabbanon Kemaimer. The Rabbanon made his bia like a mimer. It's clear in Rashi and Ahmed Beis that the Kenyan is only a Kenyan with the Rabbanon, not with the Raisa. The Rabbanon himself asks a kasha from the Gemara and the Afsamaches Omar Aleph that's mashma that the Kenyan of a Yobam and Tesha Shonim that made a bia on the Yavama is with the Raisa. The Gemara wants to say that the Chiddush in the Mishnah that says that a Yobam and Tesha Shonim that made a bia on his Yavama can't give her truma to eat. The Chiddush is, Salkadai Techamina, Hayolo Midiraisa Kanyalei, since Midiraisa is Kainahar, Ubiyasa Bia, and the Bia he made is a Bia, if he's a Kain, Eimaloichel, we would assume that he can give her Truma to eat, Kamash Malon, that not. Osu Bias Bantesha Shonim, they made the Bia of a nine year old boy, Kemaimer Begodal, just as it did of a Maimer, and therefore he cannot give her Truma to eat. The Ramban understands that the Gemara is understanding that Midir Isa, the Bia that he made, is a Bia, and he's Kainer, and really he should be able to give her Truma to eat. Just Midir Abanan, they were Machmer, and said that his Bia has a Din of a Maimer. The Chayr, there's a Mufurisha Gemara that says that he's Kainer Midir Isa. However, Taisus over there, and really the Ramban over here, says that it's not Mocha from that Gemara. What the Gemara means to say is, since Midir Isa, he's Zoykik her, and a beer that he made is really a beer, so you might think that when he made a beer on her, he should be kainer, kamashmon, that he's not kainer. That's the kamashmon, not that we're machmer, midrabonon, and we say that he can't give her truma to eat. Rather, the kamashmon in the Gemara is that he's taka, not kainer, her menatayra. However, the Raman's maskana is the lotion of the Gemara that says that also bias bantesha kemaimer begodol is mashma that the maimer is actually making the kinyan less, not more. And only because they made it like Maimer, it's not Kaina Kenyan Gomer, but otherwise the Bia would be Kaina. If the point of the Gemara was to say that Bia of Bentesha Shanim is not Kaina Midiraisa, the Gemara should have said that. Kamash Malon, that it's not Kaina. That the Gemara says it's like Maimer, it's Muchach that the Gemara is trying to say Midiraisa is Kaina. And just the Chacham gave it a din of Maimer. Therefore, the Ramban learns that Bia's Bentesha Shanim is Kaina Midiraisa.
And that there's no chi of misa if somebody is mezana with his shivamu who was nivel to the mentation shalom it's exerasai kosov, but she is knuya to him with the araisa and she's an eshesish. The chachamim made a takana that he can't be machal or betruma as they were geyser to give it a din of maimer and not more. Now the yantiv and shuvah kufayin tesk brings the kasha from the yad melech. What's the difference between a cotton who any rishayim learn? Is not koinah medirayso. That's she the taisus as we mentioned before. What's the difference between koton and a gadol who is bayel a yivama ba'inus, where the Mishnah says that he is zayichen her medirayso? What's the difference between the act of a koton which is without a das, or an act of a gadol done ba'inus which is also without das? So then Yigamtiv wants to say an interesting svara. Then Yigamtiv says that taisus in Ksubis daf nunvav writes that. The reason one cannot be Makadish, Amanas Sha'in Alev Sherik Susva and it's not comparable to Krak Susi Almanasli Potter. If somebody says, Rip my shirt and you'll be Potter, that it does work. The difference is because there's no such a thing as Kiddushin without Sherik Susva Kiddushin has a double ended Ishaivus. The woman is Mishaiv to the man, to Miyuchid just to him, and He's mischayef to her to give her shayek susva'ina. And even the shikta that holds that one can be masna, that he'll be mechanish without shayek susva'ina, that's because it works with hilchas tanoi. But kedushin by definition has a hischayevus from the man to the woman as well. Therefore, a cotton who cannot be mischayef in shayek susva'ina, cotton can't be mischayef anything, that's why he cannot be koina a woman through bia in order to be his wife, through Yivam. He can't be Mishayev, Sherek Susva'ina. However, a Godel who makes a Bia Ba'inus, true, he did not intend on doing the Kenyan, but since he's Kaina, he can Mishayev as well. Therefore, a Bias Ainus of a Godel is stronger and makes the Yivam an Eshesish, whereas a Cotton cannot, because he can't be Mishayev and Sherek Susva'ina. Now, the Anigantav points out that, that there's a pasuk of Eishas Ish Prat La Eishas Katan, according to the Sfari saying, why do you need a pasuk Bechal? Anigantav explains, because otherwise I think that the Torah was makna her to the Yavim, and he, even though he's a Katan, he'll be Mishayev and Sherek Shosvayna, even though generally he cannot, just as he could be Kaina without Das, the same way he could be Mishayev without being a Bardas, Kamashal in the pasuk. But that's the difference between a Katan and a godel shleimi das that a cotton can't be mischayev in shayek susvayino, whereas a godel can. Now, on one base we have the Mishnah that bent heisha shanin shabal yivimtai a yavam who is nine years old who made a bia on his yavama, and afterwards another brother who is nine years old made a bia on her. According to the Tanakama, that second brother passled her on the first brother because the first brother wasn't kind of her a kinyan gomer. He's only a cotton. His bia has a din of a maimer that it's. Kind of her, but only somewhat. The second brother made a bia. It's as if he made a mimer also. And since she needs to get from him, she becomes usher to the first yavam who made a bia. Rip Shimon says the second yavam who made a bia does not passel her to the first one because, as the Gemara explains in Manavshach, if the bia of a bentesha shanim is kind of kinyan gomer, the second brother can't passel her anymore. If it's not koina, then it's not koina at all, and therefore the second brother's bia can't passel her on the first one. Now Rashi explains the bia of the second brother, who is 
also Ben Teshashanim was Beshagig. Because if it was Bemezid, Rashi says, we hold that the beer of a nine year old is considered a beer and we'll kill an Ashes Ish who was Mizana with a nine year old boy. Therefore, Behechreach, this woman was Nival Beshagig to this second brother who is nine years old, and therefore, there's no Chiv Misa. The Tesis Shanam asks, how could Rashi have a Havamin as a Chiv Misa? Because she was Nival to the first brother who was nine years old. There's a Gemara in Kedushan that we mentioned before, that Ish Ashayinafas Ashes Ish is Memayit Pratla Ashes Koton, the wife of a Yavam, who was Boyle, a Yavama, if the Yavam was only a Koton, was nine years in a day, but younger than Bar Mitzvah, he's kind of her. According to Rashi in Masech Kedushan and the Ramban that we mentioned before, but there's no Chiyav Misa. Why does Rashi over here have a Havamina that if she was B'meizid, she'd be Chayav Misa? There's no Chiyav Misa by an Aishas Koton. So the Tzitzit Shalom still says that Rashi is correct, but not because of the reason that she'd be killed if she was amazed. Rather, she would be ushered to the first Yavam like any Saita. Like any Aishas Ish that was Mazana, so that she's ushered to her first husband. If she was amazed, she ushered the Yavam Alt Isser Aishas Ish that was Mazana. Now, one thing we see for certain from Rashi that we mentioned and from the Taishas Yashanim, that they're assuming that the Kenyan that the Yavam, who the Bentesh Yashanim Vim Echad has in his Yavamah that he was Bayil, is Medir Aisa. That's why Rashi has it sad to say that if she was amazed, she'd be killed. That's why the Taishas Yashanim has it sad to say that if she was amazed, she'd be usher to go back to her first husband, or Yavam, that was Bailer. And as we mentioned before, Rashi, later on on the Yomud, on the next mission of Divra Maschal HaRezeh, the Chayr is Muchach, that he holds that the Kenyan of a Yavam and Teshashanim in his Yavama after he was Bailer, is only Medirah Banam. The Chayr, there's a stira in Rashi. The Ritva, Andaf, Nanalaf, and Beis, brings some Rashaynim that understand the reason that she's at Osir to the first Yavam that was boil her is because the Kenyan is only the Rabbanon and therefore there's no Takana of asking her like a Saita the Ritva is not happy with that Terence. Now the Mishnah further down in the Ombud says Nasa Isha Umeis Harezu Petura if a Katan Bentesha Shanim married a woman and he died she's Potter from Yibam and Chalitza because although his Bia is considered a Bia he's not a Bardas to make a Kenyan. As Rashi explains, that until he brings Bay Cyrus, his Kedushin are not Kedushin. The only time we find that a Kenyan works for a Bente Shashanam Yemechod is by Yevamo, as Rashi says, Hail is Kukole, Shavyura Banan Kemaimer, since she's Zakuk to him, the Chachomim made his Bia, his Kenyan, like a Maimer. And as we mentioned before, the Ramban is Medaik from here, that the Kenyan, according to Rashi, of a Bentesha Shanam Yem Echod in his Yavama, is only Midra Banan, as we mentioned before, there's a stira in Shitas Rashi, and that, first of all, earlier in the Amud, and Shitas Rashi in Mesechta Kedushan. Now, the Mishnah says a blanket statement. If he married, since his Kenyan is not a Kenyan, his wife was Potter from Yibam and Chalitza. Now, is he mutter to marry? He doesn't have a Kenyan. His Kedushan are in Kedushan. Tysus brings a Gemara later on in the Mesechta that the Chachomim were not Mesachin Nesuin for a Kotam. So is he mutter to marry? Tesis writes, brings from the Re, that even though he doesn't have a Kenyan and there's no Taikonas Nesuin with Rabbanon for him, there's no Isser for this Ben Teshashanim to marry. Even though the Kedushan is in Chal, 
Taisus explains Lechashiva Biasnus. It's not considered a Bia of Znus that that this Bentesha Shanam Yem Echod is Bayil his wife, or at least the woman that is acting like his wife, because he's not kind of her. And Taisus writes further, There's a mitzvah to marry off his son while he's still a cotton. He shouldn't come to do Avera. Now, Taisus over here doesn't explain why it's not a Bias Nus. Taisus just says that there's a riot from the Gemara and Sanhedrin that it's okay. Now, Taisus in Sanhedrin asks, Why is Itaka not a Bias Nus? Taisus' answer is, Since if the father wrote a Ksuba for the son, and they stay married till after he becomes a Godol, the Ksuba is Kayam. Therefore, there is some semblance of Nesuin, which is enough to make it that it's not a Bilas Nus. And the idea behind that is, if it's not Znus, there's another headline to put this seemingly non-existent marriage under, it's not going to have the shame of Znus, it will be under a different category, namely a not valid Nesuin, which still does not constitute a Bilas Nus, and therefore there's no Isser. Taisus and Avsamach Beis, Omid Beis, answers a bit differently. Taisus also deals with the question, why is this not a Biasnos? So Taisus answers, although the Gemara and Daf Kofiud Beis that we mentioned before says that the Chachamim were not Mesakin Nisuin for a cotton, that's in regards to being Mechaev a Chalitza after the husband dies. There's no real Takon of Nisuin. However, regarding the halacha, that it shouldn't be a bilasnus, there is somewhat of a takana of nisuin, and therefore there's no iser, of being bayal a bilasnus. There's a quasi-takana of nisuin, which allows the cotton to marry, even though alpidin, it's not a kenyan. Now, it would seem that these two tirutsim that we mentioned from Taisvis, why this is not considered a bilasnus, either because the chum were masakin, some sort of a takana to allow cotton to marry, and that's enough to make it that it's nas nus, or as Taisa says in Sanhedrin, that because there is a takono of ksuba in such a marriage, it has shame nisuin regarding the iser of being bialabi lasnos, and therefore it's mutter for the cotton to marry even though he's not kaina this woman. Those terutsim that we mentioned would make sense lachaira according to the Rishayim that argue on the Rambam and learn that the iser of Lysia Kadesha is that a man may not be boil a zaina shutikemishmoy. As the rivet holds, it's an iser for a man to boil a woman who's mafka herself to znos. But, according to Shita Sarambam, that any man who makes a bia, and it's not in the framework of a kedushin, he's over the iser of Lysia Kedesha, how could we allow this cotton to be boil this woman that he's living with, but Alpidintaira is not mekudeshes to him, L'chayr, he's being over the love of Loisiyah Kadesha each time he makes a biyam. L'chayr, to say that the Chachamim made a takana, that there should be Nisuin, that it shouldn't be a B.S. Nus, or that because there's a Ksuba, it's not going to be considered a B.S. Nus, will not answer this Kasha, that according to the Rambam, without Kedushin, there's a love of Loisiyah Kadesha. Now really, the Chachamim asked this Kasha on the Rambam the other way around. We find that the Chachamim were Masakin Kedusha Emiyon, a man Kedim Kadesh Ektana, even though the Arisa, he's not kind of her. It's only a Kenyan Darabonon. Yet, according to the Rambam, that there is a love of Lysia Kadesha. Anytime a man is boiled in Isha without Kedushan Menatera, how could the Chacham be Masakin and Takono that the man is going to be over a love 
by each bia. Now the Rivash and Chuva Kuf Tzadik Dalad writes that the reason there's no din of bias nus by Kedusha Miun is because their kavana was for Kedushan. Now Lechayra, he can't mean that it's just simply a mistake, that he thought he's making Kedushan, and it's not Chal. Everybody knows Kedusha Iktana are not Kedushan. Rather, the idea is if he's doing it in the framework of a marriage, even if technically it's not a Kedushan the Araisa, it's still not going to be a Bilas Nus. Davni Nezer in Evan Ezer, Simon Kufchof Aleph, writes a similar svara. He writes, since by Kedusha Miun, she's Agido Gabei, she can't go to be with anybody else, but the Rabbanon, she's stuck to stay with her husband, albeit it's a Kedushan the Rabbanon, but still, it's a Kedushan. Therefore, a Bia with her is not going to be considered a Bias Nus, since it's in the framework of some sort of a marriage. Rabbi Chonon writes that clearly in any beer of the same issues is not going to be considered a BS nus, even according to the Rambam. Therefore, getting back to a man who marries off his son who's a cotton, we could say the same answer. Since it's in the framework of a marriage relationship, although it's not going to be considered a Kedushan, and even with the Rabbanon, according to the Pashtus Mashmos of the Gemara and Dafkofiud Beis, still, since there's somewhat of a framework of a marriage either because there's a ksuba or because the chachamim were masakein somewhat of an asuin, as Taisus and Dafsa Machbez explains, therefore that's enough to make it that it's not a bias nus, even according to the Rambam, as we find by Kiddush Emir, and therefore it's mutter. Now the Gemara afterwards brings the Machlaikis, Rabban Rabbi Yechlan, whether the chacham gave the bias ben teishashanan v'yem echod, the kayach of a maimer begodo, whether when he was born a Yavama, when he was a cotton, and he married a woman when he was a Godel, do we say that his Yavama becomes a woman that has Zikash Yabmin, and his wife that he was Makadish when he was a Godel will be her Tsara, and therefore she also won't be able to do Yibam? According to Rav, we don't say that. They didn't give his Bia the din of a Mimer by a Godel, and that's why his wife that he was Makadish when he was a Godel won't be also to do Yibam. According to Rabbi Yechanan, they did give his beer the din of a maimer by a godel, and therefore his wife that he was Makadish when he was a godel becomes the Torah of a woman that has a zikashnei yabmin, and she's also to do yibum. And really the Karanayra asks Akasha on Rav, why does Rav say that the beer of the oven ben teshanam yim echad doesn't have the kayach of maimer? According to the shita that holds, that the bia of a bentesha shanam yem echod is kainam adiraisa. Why don't we say that she has a din of zikas shneyevamen? Minatayra, he was zaycha in her, at least somewhat, and therefore she has a zika of two brothers on her. So why won't she answer her tsara biyibum? So the Karen Iris says that according to the shita that holds that bentesha shanam yem echod that makes a kinyan on his yevama through Bia, it works with the Araisa, then there's no Zika Shnei Yabmin Menatayr. Because what happened was, the Bentesha Shalom Yem Echod that made the Bia consummated the issues that the first brother had in his wife, and therefore, it's not going to be a Zika Shnei Yabmin. It's only Zika of this brother, the one that's nine years old, that did the Bia by himself. The Kenyan that he has by doing the Bia consummated and ate up, so to speak, the 
Zika that the first brother had in his wife, and therefore, Midiraisa, she will not be considered as an Isha that has a Zika Shnei Now the Gemara brings that Rabbi Lazar said Rabbi Yechanan Shita in the Beis HaMedrash, and he did not mention it in the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Yechanan heard that, and he was very upset. Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi gave Rabbi Yechanan Musar for being upset, and they related a story that there was a machlaikis between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yaisi in Al Shabbos, and the argument got so heated that a Sefer Torah was torn between them. Rabbi Yaisi ben Kisma was there, and he said, I'm wondering if this shul where they were arguing will not become a house of Avedazara. And eventually that's what happened. They were trying to bring across the point that having a kapeda can bring to terrible ramifications. Riechan was even more upset after he heard that, that you're comparing Rebelazar and me to Rebelazar the Tan and Rebiasi, who are Chavayrim. Rebelazar the Amir is my Talmud. Until Riyakabar Idi came and appeased Rebiachanan by telling him that when Rebelazar says anything, since he's your Talmud, everything he says is Bistama, something that you told him. Now, on what Rabbi Yisim and Kisma said, that when he saw the Sefer Torah that got ripped between the Tanoim who were arguing, he said, I wonder if this shul will ever become into a base of Eidazara, and that's what happened. The Marshal explains, the reason that happened is because Kas is doichik the Shechina from the shul. Gemara Nadarim says, anyone who's koyes, anyone who gets angry, is it's if the Shechina is not in front of him. The Gemara brings a passage from Tehillim, Rasha Kugayva Apoi, a Rasha who gets angry does not have Hashem in front of him. It's as if he pushes away the Shekhinah. Now we still have to understand, even after the Marsha's beer, it makes sense why the Shekhinah would leave the Shul. Where there's Kas, the Shekhinah will not reside Kaviyachl. However, why does it have to become into a base of Edezara? Let the Shul turn into a bias of Chulin, a private house. A business place. Why does it have to become something on the other extreme? A place of the epitome of Tumah. A place of Avedah Zara. That L'chayra is not answered by the Marashah's explanation in the Gemara. L'chayra one can say, based on the Arachayim HaKadosh in Parshish Chukas, the Arachayim writes the reason there's more of Tumas Meis by a Israel that dies than Tumas Meis by the goof of a Goy that dies. Even though the goof of the Goy has no Kedusha, whereas the goof of the Israel does have tremendous Kedusha. Yet after their death, it's just the opposite. The goof of the Israel has more Tumah than the goof of the Goy. The Rechaim explains that just like if there were two Kalim that were emptied, one Kli was empty of Dvash and another Kli was empty of garbage, true, the Kli that was empty of garbage will attract some bugs and flies, but the Kli that was emptied of honey will attract much, much more. He says the same way when a Jew dies, when he was alive, he was full of Kedusha. He was full of something sweet that the Klippos, the Kaychas are very attracted to. Therefore, the guf of the Israel that dies will be metame much more than the guf of a guy that dies. There's no Tumas oil by a guy that dies. There's Tumas oil by a Yid. The reason is the Kaychas are attracted to any place that was once full of Kedusha. According to that understanding, we can explain what Rabbi Yassim and Kisma meant. He said, Tamani, I wonder if this shul will eventually become a base of Eidazara, because as the Mashal explains, 
if there's kas in a place, it's doichik the shechina keviyachal. It pushes away the shechina from resting there. Since there's such tremendous kedusha when the shechina is there and the shechina gets pushed away in such a place, it's much more prone for the koychas to be attracted to come there. Therefore, in the absence of kedusha, Rabbi Yosi ben Kisma understood that the natural course of events will be that koychas will be likely to come there. That's why he assumed that eventually it would become Beis Avaydazara, which is actually what happened over there. That gufa, that it was once so kaddish by the absence of the Kedusha, that causes a tremendous attraction to Tumah. Now the Gemara asks, why was Rebbechim so upset that Rebbe didn't mention the Kedush that he said in Rebbechim's name? The Gemara brings the Pasuk of Argurab Al-Chaylamim, a person can live in two worlds, by having his Chedusha Torah mentioned in his name, even after he dies, the Gemara says, Sfasav, his lips move in the kever. Therefore, as Tysus explains, his neshama is in yeshiva shalmalo. His lips are moving in the kever as if they're speaking. So it comes out that he's actually living in both worlds simultaneously. Now the mashal explains the reason for this is the power of speech that a person has comes from two sources in a person. It comes from the kayach of the neshama, and it also comes from the kayach of the guf. Now each dvar a person says creates a ruchnistika being, and that ruchnistika being, this dvar that he created, when it's said over in his name, it's mu'irer, the two sources, it awakens the two places that it came from, namely the neshama and the lips that said it. Therefore, one is to this schusav, svasav, daivivais bakeva. Now, what still needs to be explained is, why does it have to be mentioned in his name? If it's a chiddush of Torah, that the person was machadesh when he was alive, so why isn't it enough that it's being repeated? Why does it have to be repeated in his name? We have to say that just as we find different midas that need to be nisayrud, even though they exist, like the Yudgim midas. True, the Rebbein Shalom is Kelerachamachanan, but there is a Kayach that has to bring it out by being Mu'ayr those Midas. Here too, this Schus, to have Sfas of Dayavayz has to be brought out by being Mu'ayr this person's Schus by mentioning his name. Of course, these are Dark Hishamayim, and all we can hope to do is just explain what it says. Now, still, what are Rebbein and Kier if Sfas of Dayavayz that's what it says, that if he has Devetera being said in his name, his asayim, his lips, move in the kever as if he were saying these chadushim. Still, what's the tremendous chus in having Sfasa of David Weisbekever? It could be the Sfasa of David Weisbekever is not a Siba. It could be it's not the Ikras chus. It's a simon to what's going on. Sfasa of David Weisbekever is a simon to... The fact that it's nizkaf l'schusay, it's attributed to him, the schus that people are saying, that he was mechadlish, as if he were saying it himself on this world. It's a reishim, an impression that he left on this world, which is still kayom, and that's the schus that Rabbi was so upset that he was going to lose by Rabbi not mentioning his name on that chiddush.
It could be by mentioning the person's name, the Baal HaMemra, it is as if he's teaching it in this world. It's Kiviachal chalked up to his chus, and that Rabbi Yechanan was not willing to forego. Again, as we said, we're only trying to understand what it says to truly understand the depth of how and why things work like that. We're possibly trying to understand Darke Hashem, which is not necessarily something we can understand. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.